Tennis Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast now presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to win another $100, no questions asked, at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Scott Rochelle, once again going solo for this pod. And it's time to go through the semifinals of the Paris Masters. I know usually we do two episodes of tournament. We do one for the pre-tournament outrights, and then we end up doing one for the actual final recover the final match. However, since this is one of the biggest tournaments left, and since this is one of the last tournaments remaining, I know we do still have the finals, the ATP finals coming up in about a week, but still, I did think it was worth going through the semifinal matchups as well. So, that's why we're here for this episode. We'll be back once again tomorrow morning for the final, but either way, here we are. And before we actually get into the two matches, we do want to quickly go through how we did on the last podcast And we were really, really good. And for futures, it was probably the best podcast we ever had. Now, it's not officially over yet because we do have a couple of outrights who are still alive to win the entire tournament. But to go through everything, starting off with the lock and dog, we won the lock and we lost the dog. We had Dimitrov to win in straight sets against Fognini. And he did. In fact, he won the first set 6-0. I believe it was 6-0-7-5. So nice job by Dimitrov there. However, for the dog, we did a lose. We had Tiafo and Draper over two and a half sets at plus 110, which did not get there as Tiafo won in straight sets. I believe it was 6-3-7-5. It was unfortunate because Draper did have five break points in the second set to give himself a commanding lead. And unfortunately, he squandered all of them. And then Tiafo ended up winning as he broke right after. So either way, went one and one. But the outrights were where it was really fun because we gave out a bunch of quarter plays and we got every single quarter right. We ended up going as a whole four and three for three of the quarters. We gave out uh, two players and for one quarter, we gave out one. The one player was Djokovic at minus 400. So I'm not going to take a victory lap for that, but we knew that there was no value on anyone else. And Djokovic did not drop a set because why would he drop a set to Kakanov or Musetti? And he did not. So to go through the overall outrights, for the quarters, we had Alcaraz at plus 165, and we had Rune at plus 550. They played against each other in the quarter, so we had an automatic winner, and Alcaraz eventually had to retire in the second set. He was down, I believe it was a set in a mini break. I think it was 3-1 in the second set, and then Alcaraz said no mas, and it was time for Rune to move on. So plus 550. There on Rune, very nice start. Then moving on to the second quarter, we had Medvedev at plus 120, and he ended up losing in a shocker to Diminor in the first round in three sets. But we did have Felix at plus 275, and he has been rolling for the last uh, really just... Ex, uh, I mean, it's been basically three, four weeks at this point. He's been absolutely cruising. But the point is, we ended up cashing another plus 275 bet in the second quarter. Then for the third quarter, we had Djokovic at minus 400. Didn't take a flyer. Didn't need to. He's the best player by far in the field and arguably the best player of all time. We just took a minus 400, and he did what great players do, which is dominate. And that was never in doubt. And then for the final quarter, 
We had Tsitsipas at plus 300, who won. And we also had Tommy Paul at 11-1 to as our biggest long shot there. We thought Paul had a good chance or a decent shot of surprising Nadal, and he did. He ended up beating Nadal in three. Then he ended up dominating against the likes of, I believe it was Karenia Busta, who he won in straight sets against. And then again, Tsitsipas, he had a couple of chances to break early. He fell down a break, and then he absolutely got demolished. But the point is... We did have Tommy Paul and Tsitsipas. So in two of the four quarters, we had the exact matchup in the quarterfinals. So we automatically won going in. But either way, Tsitsipas, nice price there at 3-1. to one. I'd be lying if I said it wouldn't have been nice to hit an 11-1 to one shot. But I'll take the 3-1 to one there. And at the end of the day, that's definitely a very nice chunk of change. So to recap all the quarters, once again, we had Rune at plus 550. We had Felix at plus 275. We had Djokovic at minus 400 and Tsitsipas at plus 300. Those were the winners. But anytime you get all four semifinals right, that's a hell of a tournament. And that was definitely the most profitable quarters breakdown we've ever had. So either way, time to move on to the upcoming matches for Saturday. However, Before we actually get into any of those matches, time to take a quick word from our sponsors. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet win hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet win hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100 and win $100 for no questions asked. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer something to change. Terms and conditions at winbet. Com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough women is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished recapping our very profitable quarter section there in the last episode. Now it's time to get into the actual matches. I'm sure you figured it out by now. This will be a relatively short episode, mostly because of the fact that we picked all the players that were supposed to be here. So we kind of had a gauge on what we expected the tournament to be. We kind of planned out all the matchups already in our heads before the actual tournament took place. And now we're here, and I don't think much has changed. But either way, we do have an immediate rematch between Felix and Rune. And Felix is minus 220, give or take, on the money line, with Rune being plus 170 the other way. Now, it does seem like deja vu because they just played against each other in Basel as you ended up having Felix beat him in the final right before this event, 6-3-7-5. To go through that overall uh, matchup there, Felix was the better server, and it wasn't really close. Felix had 11 aces compared to 4 For Rune, you look at the first serve points, Felix won 78% and Rune won 64. And Felix won 65% of the second serve points and Rune won 56%. Felix also was not broken in the entire tournament, let alone the match. And Felix broke Rune twice. So return points, Felix won 41%, Rune won 24%. It was a clinic from Felix serving-wise. 
and nothing has changed. Uh, you're looking at Felix, who has been incredible serving up to this point. He has not been broken in each of the last two matches. Uh, Tiafo did not even have a break point against him. He did get bro- he did get uh, broken three times in the first round against Yemmer. Uh, in fact, he had 17 break points, which is kind of wild. But either way, uh, Felix has been very good under pressure, and he has done a good job of fighting off a bunch of break points whenever he has faced them. So Felix's serve has definitely been one of the most underrated weapons on tour, which has been a real catalyst for his winning streak. Rune, though, has been good as well. He had a war in the first round like Felix, where he ended up winning a third set breaker against Warenka. Then he beat Herkaz in straight sets, beat Rublev in straight sets, and then beat Alcaraz in... Basically two sets. Uh, you can't really say it was a full two sets because Alcaraz ended up retiring, but he was up a mini break in the breaker. And it seemed like Alcaraz was kind of running on fumes before he withdrew. But to go through the serving numbers there, uh, Rune ended up getting broken no times against Alcaraz, got broken no times against Rublev, and got broken zero times against Herkaz. So when it comes to serving, both guys have been really good in the last couple rounds. And I do think that's going to be the story. And we saw that in Basel, where... Felix was the better server, and he won. I know it's competitive, but at the end of the day, if you can't generate enough breakpoint chances, it's going to be hard for you to actually beat a player in peak form, and both guys are in serious peak form. The only player that's looked arguably better or the same caliber right now based on winning streak and based on overall success is Djokovic, and Djokovic is, once again, the best player in the world, so that's a pretty obvious comparison, but I do think Felix and Rune are pound for pound playing the best tennis in the world with the likes of Djokovic. Now, of course, I would take Djokovic over any of these guys, and that might pop up in tomorrow's episode for the final. But for this matchup, I do think it's going to be a very, very competitive match once again. I do think Rune's got a shot to win a set here. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Felix is going to roll through him, and I don't think it's going to be close. Rune's been really good. And I do think, I know the immediate rematch angle has not exactly worked out for us lately, but Rune was close in that last match. And I do think if Rune can hold serve a little bit more easily than he did in the Basel final, then I do think he could have a serious shot of winning this match. Now, am I picking him? No. I think Felix has played better than Rune for the last couple of of weeks, which is why he's won three straight tournaments and he's in the semis of a Masters 1000 event without losing in that streak. But I do think if you want to talk about the overall value, I don't see any value on Felix at minus 220. I think you can make an argument for Felix maybe on the spread. I know the set spread for him to win in straight sets is roughly minus 105. I'm not exactly interested in that. But I do think if you want to talk about the overall game spread here, you're looking at Felix at around minus two and a half at minus 130. That I do not mind. I do think Felix could end up winning a set uh, by the likes of 6-3, maybe a 6-2 if he breaks a couple times here. But I do think I'll end up seeing Felix win at least one set 6-3, which should put him in the driver's seat to cover this overall bet. I do think I'll end up seeing a bit of a war, though. So over two and a half sets of plus 155, I do find a bit appealing. But either way, I do think Felix is playing better than Rune. It's close, but the serve's the serious differential between these guys. And I will back the stronger serve in what would be a coin flip otherwise. But that's going to wrap it up for that semifinal. Now moving on to the main event, the Djokovic versus Tsitsipas matchup, which also might seem like deja vu because they played in the final of... A tournament recently, and Djokovic ended up winning that relatively comfortably. And I do think you'll end up seeing Djokovic look comfortable in this matchup once again. I think you'll end up seeing Djokovic look pretty sharp because he has uh, for 
the entire season, to be honest with you. I know he lost to Nadal in the French Open, but in the matches he's played, he's been really, really good, and that should be no surprise for anybody. But I do have to at least acknowledge that they did play on hard court relatively recently in Astana, and Djokovic won 6-3, 6-4. He looked very comfortable, and I do think you'll end up seeing Djokovic look good again. Now, props Sitsipas, though. He has been good in this tournament, and he beat Paul comfortably. He ended up beating uh, Mutet. He ended up beating Evans. But once again, to go through the level of competition, I know Djokovic hasn't played anybody either in this event. Djokovic has played Musetti, Kakanov, and Cressy. Cressy's an interesting serve and volley guy, but still, the point is Djokovic and Tsitsipas have not played tough competition. I do think Tommy Paul is probably the best player of everybody mentioned. Kakanov, I know, made a U.S. Open semi, but I think we all know Kakanov is a streaky player at best. Evans I like, though, but you can argue neither player has been truly tested up to this point. But Djokovic is so damn good, and he's been really good against Tsitsipas in his career. He is a lifetime seven and three. Uh, his lifetime, I believe, it's eight and three. Uh, he's eight and two lifetime against Tsitsipas. So it's tough to go against that head dead. That a fair share of matchups on clay. You can argue Tsitsipas might bring it, but I think mentally Djokovic just kind of owns him at this point. Where if things get tough, you kind of know Tsitsipas is going to fold. You know, Djokovic isn't afraid to push. He'll make you extra shots. He'll make sure one service game goes to five, six deuces, and Tsitsipas will probably blink because he always does. And I think Djokovic is just going to be a brick wall and wear him down over this matchup. Now, Tsitsipas could come out firing in the first set. He's going to need to. He can't afford to be defensive and end up beating Djokovic. He has to, put, he has to take it to him. The problem is I think Djokovic is just going to go right back at him, and I think that Tsitsipas will eventually lose control of the forehand or the backhand, and I think the serve might go a little bit haywire since Djokovic is the best returner, arguably, of all time. But I do think you're going to end up seeing Djokovic start to separate himself in this overall match, probably in the second set. But you're looking at the overall games here. I don't want to lay four and a half with Djokovic at even money. I could see a 6-4, 6-4 type of match, maybe even a breaker in the first set, a 7-6, 6-3 type of match. But four and a half seems a little bit hefty, so I'm not going to take it. I do like him in straight sets, though, which is around minus 160. So I do think he should win in straight sets. But I do think you'll end up seeing Djokovic play in the final of this matchup. But to go through anything else, uh, there are some props available. I'm not sure what I exactly like here, so I'm going to kind of stay away. I am considering taking something along the lines of Paz double faults. Uh, I know that we took that in the previous match against Djokovic, and it's minus 135 for over one and a half double faults, which is pretty tough to pass on. But I do think you'll end up seeing Djokovic look really, really sharp because he has all tournament long, and Paz has too. But I think Djokovic is just a different animal who has been very successful against them in their careers. So that's going to kind of wrap it up for the two semifinal matchups here in the Paris Masters. We're going to get into the best picks here for the lock and dog. But before we actually do that, we're going to have another quick word from our sponsor. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast YouTube channel because they are having a special promotion. They are giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor jersey or an autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. And the best part, the contest is completely free to enter. There's three steps. I'm going to walk you through how to do it. Step one, subscribe to YouTube.com slash Sports Gambling Podcast. Step two, comment on a video. Each video is a new chance to win. And step three, turn on your notifications so you don't miss SGP contacting you when they pull the winner. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the semifinal matchups in the Paris Masters, and now it's time to get into the lock and dog. And for the lock, I am going to go to 
the Djokovic minus one and a half sets, and I'm going to take that at minus 160. I know it's a bit juicy, but to be fully honest with you, I don't really care. Uh, I like the fact that Tsitsipas has played well. I'll give him props for that. I know we had him at three to one, did us a solid. But Djokovic is Djokovic, and he has been really bad against Djokovic in his career. So I do think Djokovic will end up doing what he always does, which is force Tsitsipas into making a bunch of unforced errors. I think Djokovic will end up really getting a lot of pressure into Tsitsipas' service games. And I do think that Tsitsipas will eventually blink like he always does, which should result in Djokovic winning. It won't be easy. You might get a breaker in there. But I do think at the end of the day, Djokovic is the much better player. And that's going to be the real story as this match progresses. But I do think if you want to look at the overall just style of play, Sitsipas, I think, is just a little bit too wild at times. And Djokovic is the model of consistency in tennis. And that is good enough for me. So give me Djokovic minus one and a half sets to continue his dominance over Sitsipas at minus 160. And now moving on to the dog. I know, I believe we gave this out in the. Basel final. However, we're going to give it out again. It didn't work out the first time, but hopefully the second time around, it's going to work. We're going to take an over in sets here in the Felix and Rune match. Going to take the over two and a half sets at plus 155. I'm hoping Rune can push Felix to the limit. We know Felix struggled with the serve in the first round against Yemmer, had to fight off or had to face 17 break points. He fought off 14 of them. So Felix has been good at serving in this tournament like he has in the previous tournaments, but he has had a couple of hiccups here and there. Rune has been very good at serving as well for the last couple of tournaments, but I'm hoping Rune might have learned a thing or two about combating Felix after the last meeting, and since it was this past weekend, it is pretty fresh in both players' minds. I'm hoping Rune can break through for a set here, and plus 155 between two players who are playing very well right now, I think it's a very good deal. So I'm going to take a flyer there with the over 2.5 sets at plus 155, into the Felix Rune match as my dog. But this has been this episode of the Tennis Gambling Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Reichel Radio. Once again, we're back uh, tomorrow for the final of the of the Masters of 1000 event here in Paris. But you can also find me on the NBA Gambling Podcast a couple times a week, the NFL Gambling Podcast a couple times a week, also doing, uh, obviously, the Tennis Gambling Podcast. A lot of content, all free, and you can find that on my Twitter. But until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. 